Welcome back to I'm Trying the Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Feichels, and it's a pleasure, as always, to have you here listening. Today, I wanted to chat about a recent revelation I had inspired by a trip home back to my little town in middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania, this past week slash weekend. The basis of this trip was to go home, see family, and also see some old classmates, friends from high school. It was my five-year high school reunion. What was neat is that I had a lot of resistance to going home for this trip and for this reunion, but something in me just kept nudging me to do it. It felt like this this itch that I couldn't itch and the only way to relieve it was to just book the tickets and go home for this trip and so I didn't really know why but I just trusted that universe would just show me why I needed to go home and what I was to take of it now on the other side of things there's so much that I'm taking away from that trip home but the one I wanted to chat about today is this sort of connecting piece in my life right now and it is this underlying theme of when you show up authentically as you not only does that allow you to live the most amazing vibrant abundant life you could ever imagine it also gives others permission to do the same and i've seen this come into play in smaller ways in my life in the past few weeks just as i've started to honestly just step into being more and more the truest version of me what feels truest to me in this season of life at least I've seen this play out in small ways but I think I needed this stark contrast of going back to my little hometown with people I haven't seen in five years and I'll explain more detail to come but I really needed this insane contrast of Going back to a place where I never felt like I could be myself, going back now and being myself to see just how far I've grown, but also to have this such important reminder that living authentically to you is important for you. It's important for your life. It is also so important for the collective, for everyone around you to see you do that to have the permission and feel the inspiration to do that for themselves. That is how we heal and shift and change and grow and love as a collective. It starts with the individual. It starts with you. It starts with me. And so that might seem, feel like a pretty big, powerful way to start this episode, but I want that theme to be the underlying current of this story I'm about to share. And how I'll wrap it up towards the end because, right, many of you listening probably aren't having a five-year reunion (laughs) to relate to in your life right now, but that's not the point of this story, of this thing I'm about to share. The point is what I just shared a moment ago. The underlying theme of when you are there for yourself, you are there for others. When you show up for you, you are then able to show up for them. When you live authentically and create a life you love and everything about it, It gives others permission to do the same and it overflows into their life as well. And so I just want you to remember that and I want myself to remember that. And I'm now going to share how I sort of came to that conclusion. 
So as I mentioned, went home for this five-year reunion, and I wasn't sure what to expect. Maybe, like some of you listening, (laughs) uh, high school wasn't the best time of my life. And there was a lot going on, as for many young people in that time of life, but for me personally, I was really struggling through, you know, my eating disorder and undiagnosed chronic health conditions, life shit, grief, depression. On top of that, you know, I didn't really feel like I was a cool kid or liked all that much. I struggled with friend things and just the whole nine yards, the stereotypical high school experience, and then I had some extra not so great things sprinkled on top. So in those years, I never felt like I was being truly me. You know, I was this version of Emily that everybody saw. I was presenting, you know, as this Emily that was put together and smart and I was quiet and I knew I was a little weird and people might have thought I was a little weird, but I didn't really, you know, mind it too much. And people knew I was into health, but I never actually spoke about these things that were important to me or of interest to me. I would go to school one way and then I would come home and be my usual self around my brother and dad, you know, and I'd be talking about this and that. And it felt like my, it felt like my life was so separate from the life that I was around everyone else. And so I just never shared about my deep appreciation for wellness and mental health journey and relationship with spirituality and universe. I just never shared and showed up as the real me. I was masking in this deep effort to just fit in, to just feel normal. And just, I remember questioning, like, why can't I just be normal? Like, Emily, why do you have to be into this thing? Why can't you just go to the parties and do this and do that and be a normal fucking high schooler? I just couldn't figure it out. And so now, five years later, to be living such an insanely, drastically different life to the point where I just sometimes struggle to even connect with younger me because I feel so distant, maybe not distant, but just so different from where I was back then to a point where I now feel so free, so liberated in my life, in my true self. I feel like I've done so much healing. I know I've done so much healing. And just to feel so vastly different in the best of ways, I wasn't sure how to feel about going back, not only to the place I lived then, but to these people that, you know, don't know this me. They don't know present me. They might know like parts of me possibly, But the majority of the Emily they knew, I've really evolved in so many ways. We all have, right? And maybe it was not, I don't know, egotistical. I don't really know the right word there for me to think like that they hadn't shifted too. Because I I knew, I was like, I'll go back and I'll see these people and talk with them. And I'm curious how their life has changed and how they are. But I just, I don't know, I guess I felt a little insecure about Like, how will they take this if I show up? And I don't know if they follow me or if they don't, but will I be able to talk freely about what I do and what I'm into and my health and wellness and my spirituality and my views on life and my sometimes out there wild philosophies on things? And I think part of me was so afraid of going back and feeling as though I'd need to conform myself back into this box in sort of play the part of who I was again, that I think that's where the resistance came up to not wanting to go back. 
And granted, I've been back home many times since I moved away here to Austin three years ago. But when I would go home, I would just be with my dad and my brother and maybe a few other select family members or I had like one or two friends that I would see. And I was very specific about the places I was at. And I honestly curated experiences on my trips past that allowed me to still be myself, you know, and I could still kind of, for the most part, speak about what I wanted to share. This felt different because I was going to this reunion where, yeah, I just didn't know how I could be around these people. But as I said, I kept feeling the nudge and thought, I'm going to learn something from this. So let's just go and let's see how confident I am in my newfound sense of self. Would I stay true to me or would I sway back to old ways and leave this reunion feeling not so great about it? So I arrived home back in Pennsylvania, and honestly, I just realized this was probably a great start to the weekend, but on the drive home, it's about a two-hour drive from the airport back to my home in PA, and my dad had picked me up, and we haven't always had the best relationship, and that was partially why I knew, you know, years ago I needed to move away and be on my own, and it's been beautiful to watch how it has healed and grown since we've been apart and since we've both been doing our own work to honestly just better ourselves and so on this drive home my dad I think he started it but we eventually we essentially have this conversation that starts with discussing for him gut feelings which for me is intuition and how everyone is able to tap into it but in his words he believes women have a bit more intuition than men do but everyone can't have it and i was just so giddy i'm like driving trying to hide my shock but i'm i'm just like buzzing with excitement because i'm like wow my dad is talking and believing in intuition and spirituality and energy we were then talking about energy and how everything and everybody everyone is energy and that in his once again his words i think you know with electronics and all these devices there's a lot of interference really like interrupting our energy and our flow and I was just like whoa what is happening dad you're so cool (laughs) and so we had this amazing conversation that I never imagined having with my dad back in Pennsylvania but here we were and I think it was honestly a little nudge and a little sign from the universe my guardian angels whoever was there with us that day to just open me up to the possibility that people change. Emily, you are not special. (laughs) You are not the only one that has changed. Just as I am having my own sort of spiritual awakening and really connecting with my sense of self, so are others, and apparently so is my dad. (laughs) And so this conversation was such a beautiful introduction to what would be a weekend of honestly just remembering, you know, show up as your authentic self and others will show up as their authentic selves. My dad would never talk about that type of stuff unless he knew I was into it, right? Unless he knew it was a safe space to talk about it with me. And he does know because usually I would be the one talking to him about intuition and all these things and he would just sort of nod along or, you know, maybe put his input here and there. And this was the first time that He's obviously been doing the work and has now felt comfortable to have a full-blown conversation with me about it. And so that was an honestly beautiful start to it. And just a reminder that people can be on their own journey and you might not even realize it at all. And also I'm used to being in Austin where it's pretty apparent most of the time 
who's into this type of stuff and who isn't. Or overall, when you're in conversation, people are pretty open about it off the bat. They don't really care whether you believe or not. (laughs) And so, but to go back home where I have a pretty solid picture in my mind of who these people are, right? I, I know them from this way, from these years of my life. And so it's now pretty cool to see the shift happening with them as well. And so that convo in the car really fired me up and got me thinking, oh yeah, I'm done hiding these parts of me. Like I am passionate about them and I want to speak as freely as I am right here with my dad as I want to speak this way with classmates and old friends when I see them this weekend as well. So then two days later was my reunion and the first part was in this local park pavilion and was just pretty chill. More so the reconnect conversations of oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in five years. How are you? Where are you? What are things like? And while while they were, were more basic, almost, you know, more surface level conversations, I did feel as though I was able to drop in and maybe ask some questions that I felt allowed them to go a bit deeper. Or I would just try to make the most of the conversation, you know? of I want to know truly, how are you? What's life? Oh, that's interesting. How about this? There are so many ways that even if you're not diving super deep with someone in a conversation, you can just put a little bit more effort in and really turn a basic chit chat into something that you'll both walk away from feeling satisfied and like you actually connected with someone. It involves active listening, participating in the conversation, asking questions, being curious, And sharing openly, you know, there's nothing worse than a conversation where it's one person asking all the questions while the other person just talks on and on and on. Granted, there's a time and a place for that, for sure, 100%. But if you are trying to have a mutual conversation with someone, making sure you're listening and engaging and asking questions and being curious, like, it just creates the best connections. Sorry, little side tangent. (laughs) But regardless... It still made my heart happy, right? Just to connect with these people I hadn't seen in like five, maybe six years. Then some of the classmates and people started talking about going out afterwards because this was all in the afternoon and they're like, oh, tonight we're going downtown, which is a super small downtown in my hometown. But regardless, they were like, oh, we're going out. You should come. And a few of them were pretty adamant I go out. And I think it's just because I never did that in high school. I was never really outgoing and whatnot in high school and so for me to now be chatting with these people and connecting and really vibing honestly some part of me was like oh I do want to go out and have more conversation and I'm just going to say names because I doubt anyone listening will actually know these people but I was having this conversation with old classmates um, Madigan and Ange and it was just something about it just had me so intrigued because these were people that We always ran in similar circles. I was in classes with them. We were always like friendly in high school, but I don't know if we were like all that close. And to now be having this conversation with them where I felt very open and able to talk about my life here in Austin and who I am. And they seem to be sharing pretty openly and they, you know, said I should come out. And I was like, you know what? I I do want to. It's not my usual thing, but... Something about these conversations is just feeling so happy in my heart right now that I really want to continue this. And so I decided that I would go out 
And so everyone dispersed from this afternoon reunion. We went home, you know, people were doing whatever. I went home and ate some tacos <laughs> and changed into a new outfit and then I was ready to go. Now something about me, I'm not usually the solo type of gal. I'm always going somewhere with a friend or someone I know. I don't, I have it's social anxiety. I don't know what it is. I just don't like flying solo unless I really know where I'm going, whatever it might be. And so I really didn't want to go uptown on my own, but all my friends were on different timelines. They were like, let's meet here, let's meet there. One was with her sister. And so I was like, okay, let's do this. We're going up alone. So I go uptown and I'm walking onto Main Street and just feel like all these full body nerves of where do I go? Who am I going to see? Like, I feel like I'm a fish out of water here. And then I hear my name and look up and there's this group of six guys and they're calling me over and these are like the guys, right? They were the popular sport guys that were always so nice and fun in high school, but we ran in two very different circles. And I had classes with them, I would chat with them here and there, but that was about it. But I always had honestly a lot of respect for these guys because yes, they were the popular pretty guys in our grade, but they were also always so kind, they were smart, they were respective, and so respectful, just good vibes all around. But they saw me walking in the street, they called me over, and they were just asking about like where our high school reunion photos were, because they'll put them in the windows of our main street. I didn't really know, but whatever, it got us chatting. And then I realized, okay, I have, none of my friends are up here yet, I don't really have anywhere to go, so I was just sort of hanging out with these guys. And they were talking, they were mingling, doing their own things. And, you know, we'd see people here, see people there, whatever. We're all chit-chatting with people on the street. And then I don't even know how it started, but they just start asking me about life here in Austin and what I'm doing, the podcast and whatnot. And at first I really felt myself want to shut down (laughs) because I was like, are they actually interested? Are they just trying to make small talk? But then, I don't know, I felt like this fork in the road come up in my mind of, look, Emily, you can either shut down and go back to high school Emily and be nervous and shy and quiet, or you can embody the person that you have become and are becoming and share and talk openly about everything you're doing and just let yourself fucking shine. And it was split second decision. And I thought, you know what? Fuck it. I have nothing to lose. I could never, I could see these guys like maybe in five years, 10 years or never again in my life. And who cares if they're just being kind or some part of me was like, are they making fun of the podcast? I don't know. But I was like, you know what? Let's just fucking go for it. And so I just let myself like go fully unhinged, not unhinged, but you get the point. Like they asked a question and I would answer 100% honestly, fully, I was using my hand gestures and I was super like getting into it. I just let myself ride the purpose and passion that I feel when I am talking about something I love, when I'm talking about the work I do and the connections I make and this part of my life, right? They seemed genuinely curious and interesting. And regardless, I thought, well, this is a neat chance for me to practice sharing what I am about and who I am with a group of people that makes me (laughs) semi-nervous. They asked me a lot of questions about the podcast that got me thinking and realizing that I've been playing small a bit in my life and 
when people in the past have asked me about it, I just sort of downplay it and say, oh, it's just a little side hobby. It's just a podcast. But something about this conversation with them, I just fully let myself be with it and explain why this podcast and why even just the stuff I share on Instagram means so much to me. And whether it's helping one person or five people or maybe it reaches a hundred people or thousands, just depends on the day and the algorithm, uh, it doesn't matter. Because ultimately, whether it's one to hundred to a thousand, whatever it is, if I am helping someone, that is worth it. And if I'm acting as a reflection and an opportunity for someone else to open their eyes and see something differently or explore something new, my job is done, right? My purpose has been served. And the best I can do is just continuously show up and do that time after time, episode after episode, day by day. So the conversation was just, I had me fired up and I was feeling just very good about who I am and what I'm doing and That was a great feeling as well, right? Because I went into this entire reunion also self-conscious of the fact that I didn't know if some of these people knew I had left college. I don't, most of them are starting an actual job. (laughs) I shouldn't say actual job. I have an actual job. I just, I don't know. I felt insecure about saying, you know, I do content creation and I'm a virtual assistant because what the fuck does that mean? What the fuck is that? Where's my college degree? You know, I don't know. And so having people seem actually interested in what I do was very healing to that part of me that has felt like what I do doesn't matter and that what I do isn't as worthy as someone that has a corporate job or a typical job or someone that has a college degree. And yeah, I can feel some emotion coming up with that. It's obvious, it's something I've struggled with ever since I left college and have sort of crafted my own way and so it's one thing right if family or close friends are like oh my god that's amazing I love what you're doing it hits differently when people strangers people you haven't seen in a long time people you never thought to hear those words from are saying that's cool or wow or expressing even the slightest of interest in it and so that was honestly very healing for a part of me And then after that, you know, I was feeling pretty good, had lots of, you know, family members that were out that night and was seeing all these people. And I don't normally drink. I drink maybe once every couple months, but we were at this place and they had birch vodka and then they would mix it with root beer. And I am such a root beer lover, have always been. And so I couldn't deny it. And I thought, you know what? Fuck it. We're living life. I got one. And it was really tasty. No regrets. However, I was already feeling pretty like loose, loose lipped, <laughs> not loose lipped. I was, I was already speaking pretty freely. I was already feeling pretty good about things and having that vodka liquid, you know, false liquid courage, uh, running through me really then opened me up some more. And so then later in the night I was having, it was just like with two of the guys we were chatting and conversation got pretty deep. And they were asking things and I was holding nothing back. And it was so freeing. Do I think I needed the alcohol? No. I could have 100% done that without the alcohol. And I wouldn't have been so concerned. Because we were talking, right? And I'm going pretty deep and sharing all these things. And I kept having to actively remind myself, Emily, slow down. 
be coherent with what you were saying. You have alcohol coursing through your veins right now and you don't usually drink, so you're feeling extra loose right now. And so I 100% could have done without the vodka. However, it was just part of the night, part of the experience. Either way, it was just this like full body chills I got in the midst of this conversation with these guys of, I feel so free right now. It was not the alcohol. It was not this or that. It was me being able to speak freely and truly and not give a damn about what people thought of me. But in that moment, as I was speaking my truth, as I was showing up 100% as me, I just didn't care. I just did not care. And that was so freeing, so liberating. And then later on in the night, we were going to like another like bar area thing. I wasn't drinking anymore, but I was just hanging out with the guys. But like on the way, walk down there, just more open conversations about spirituality and what we think of the world and, you know, the social consciousness, politics, boxes, labels, this and that. Like we chatted about anything and everything. And I was just feeling so high on life because here I was back in my hometown with these people that I had wrongly assumed and judged wouldn't be open to these types of things, having these insanely opening conversations And my heart was just like on fire with it. And at the one point we were walking down to this other bar and the one guy's like, oh, he said something about grounding. And I was like, and some part of me could have just, you know, let it go. But I was like, no, we should ground. Like there's some grass right there. And so next thing you know, we're taking our shoes off and we're just like standing in this grass at midnight under, you know, there, it wasn't a full moon, but there were stars out. And I was like, this is beautiful. This is what, the, like, this is the type of people I want in my life. These are the type of interactions I want in my life. And then there was also in the mix of this, some old, some friends, classmates, that maybe weren't as involved in these, like, very <laughs> open philosophy, spiritual conversations, but they were hanging there and they were listening and they were interjecting their opinions and their perspective. And that was eye-opening as well. And that was just making the conversations go even deeper And all night, I just kept reminding myself, this is what happens when I let myself be me. When you show up as you and others get to show up as their true selves, as their full selves. Or they just get to ask questions and be curious and have their eyes open to something new. And so the night continued with that theme of even we got to the next bar, I was inside hanging out with some people. And then I just realized, you know what? This isn't true to me. This isn't who I am, what I want to be doing in this loud, hot, muggy, dark place with music and people that are wasted and all these things, that's not me. However, I knew there was that group of guys and some others standing out front, outside in the grass, chatting. And I was like, that I can do. So I left the people inside and I went outside and had amazing hours of conversation that could have never happened if I had stuck with the path and stuck with the people that I had been with inside. There was nothing wrong with that, nothing wrong with them. I just knew it wasn't right for me. It wasn't true for me to be in there. I'd much prefer to be outside just having deep, fun, opening life conversations. And that's what I did. That was a lot. (laughs) Probably shared a lot of details I didn't need to share. But I just really wanted to share this story and share this experience I had of being absolutely shocked out of my system at the with the realization that people change 
Wow, what a concept. (laughs) People change and you can't assume that somebody is not going to be open to this or into this just because they live a certain way, just because they act this way. There is no way of knowing what someone is moving through internally, what journey they've been on, what they're going through, and what they're experiencing. And the only way to figure that out is through open connection and conversation. But that will never happen if you are showing up as this masked version of you because they will then feel the need to do the same. So show up as you. Live life authentically to you. And the people that are meant to be in your life will either come into your life or they will stay in your life. And the people that aren't meant to be there will fade away. The places that best serve that version of you will feel good and they will call to you. And the things that allow you to live your most amazing, abundant, present, (laughs) vivacious life, insert any sort of descriptor there, the things that allow you to do that will naturally flow. They will stick with you. They will call to you. You will just feel the urge and nudge to go that way. The key is being aware and open and conscious of it. You have to pay attention to how people make you feel, how places make you feel, how things, practices, aspects of your life make you feel. And you have to discern what is serving and what is not serving while also being open to the unexpected. I felt resistance to going home in this reunion, but I also felt a nudge to go. And so I was open to giving it a try. I was open to going to this two-hour reunion and seeing what came of it. And then what happened? I was intrigued. I was curious. And so I went out later in that night and I had all these amazing conversations and connections and moments that I'm still thinking about almost two weeks later. And that is the beauty of authentic, open connection and communication. It's something I'm definitely working on. I have the tendency to sort of stay a bit more silent and observe and be in the background. And I think there's a time and a place for that. But I also think there is such a beauty that can be found and something that I really want to experience in having the conversations and being open and chatting and engaging with people. Because as I said, you never know what's going to come from a conversation. You never know what an unsuspecting soul might open up and enlighten your eyes to. I should probably wrap it up there. I feel as though I've gone off on quite the tangent. But if you're listening, thank you. And I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on this as well. And if by some off chance, any of you from my reunion are listening, thank you for just honestly giving me this important lesson, reminding me of the beauty of connection across space and time, and just helping heal that part of me that just needed some validation and some interest in the work and life I live. So thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. And I'll talk to you all next time. Bye.